Welcome to the Bereans Bible Prophecy Podcast. This is Bob McLaurin. Uh, It's been an amazing couple of days since the election. It is extremely frustrating, but it's also, on the other hand, very refreshing to be able to see all that has been exposed, who's a true patriot, who in the media can you trust, at least for now. Uh, Hopefully some will flip and come on over. The door is always open. You know, who, who in Christianity, who, who are your true brothers? And I'm not talking about political parties. I'm just talking about those who love freedom and those who want a government to do everything for you or, or want the government to assume control. That's just so bizarre to me. It's so refreshing to see every race uh, the genders, the straight gays, the crazy weird people, all embracing freedom. That is what's just been so wonderful. It cuts across all classes, uh, all strata and demographics. Just a wonderful thing to see. And yet we've got, we have some of our own who criticize us for uh, mixing patriotism supposedly mixing patriotism and uh, religion. And I'm done with the Sunday school classes that preach at me about, uh, on one hand, they say the Great Commission is such a priority. Oh, you know, you got to live a holy life. You got to be a light in the world and salt and all these, you know, you got to make a difference, brother. And your life has to shine. And, uh, and yet a huge, uh, I'll say a significant portion of those, those same people will go out and cast a ballot for, uh, cast a vote for someone who is 180 degrees out of phase with whatever they're uh, spouting. And then they get upset when people call them on it, they won't even call them. They'll just call a candidate out for, hey, here's what they support. And that's hateful to people. That is what's considered hateful. Just acknowledging what people believe or, or don't believe or support and don't support. And so we get this dual message of you got to do it. You got to be the light and salt, brother. Blah, blah, blah. It's all BS. They've invalidated their own message. Their credibility has gone down the tubes because those same people, the very, the most, the easiest thing to do for anyone in our country, this doesn't hold in all countries, and that's why it's so different. But the easiest thing for a Christian to do, the least thing they can do, is to vote for a candidate who supports their ethics and morals and their beliefs. And yet we have a pretty significant chunk of Christianity who doesn't even get that. They can't see straight. And here's here's what's so laughable. This is discouraging, actually. It is, I've yet to hear one liberal Christian say a peep about the -the over-the-top fraud. 
And I get every election has fraud on both sides, in every party, grease and palms, vote for me, do this, I'll give me your vote and I'll do that. And we'll, you know, all that kind of stuff goes on. Nobody's naive to that. But when every single swing state stops counting votes, which has never happened in our history and has never needed to happen, they all stop simultaneously. And then multiple have 100K drops of votes for one candidate only. It just defies all statistical accountability. And we've got Milwaukee County and Wisconsin turnout of over 90% when the norm is 60% of voter turnout and a high end of Reagan and Obama at about 70%. And yet you're going to convince this nation that Joe Biden with his rallies of 10 people showing up and empty parking lots and all that laughable stage show that we've witnessed for this year, that produced an over 90% voter turnout in Milwaukee County, Wisconsin, and in Detroit, and in Philly. Uh, Philly is up to 95%. I mean, it's a... What's so refreshing is that the physical turnout to vote was so high that the fraud had to be amplified to levels so beyond belief. Never have they've never had to amplify the fraud this this much, and for that reason, it exposed it. And uh, so everything's being exposed. Everything, all the posers and. Christianity, and I'm not talking, again, I'm not talking about a party. Uh, I voted for Trump, but I am, it is, or I should say, I voted Republican, but it's not because I support the Republicans. I voted to support freedom, and Trump best represented that this time. Now, the next time, there's pro- I'm assuming it's probably not going to be a re- there won't be a Republican candidate that uh, supports freedom to the level. Uh, even Christianity is that way. They're so afraid to let people fail. The church, I, excuse me, I don't want to smear the church. I want to, you know, I want to blame this on Christianity. They set up all these do's and don'ts, and some are more legalistic than others, but they've all got, they've all got, well, you really ought not to do this because it's going to harm, you know, oh, you know. I mean, we've all lived through that, and it's still going on. It's just pure flesh. They're so afraid of letting people fail and learn their lesson the hard way. Everybody learns lessons the hard way. Everyone. We all don't go into drug addiction. We all don't go into other types of terrible, terrible darkness. But we all have gone down some of those paths, and that's how we learn. It's how it gets burned into us, and it provides the canvas for grace. 
There's no way to understand grace without failure. These Christians who believe that the garden is what we're trying to get back to, or the garden was perfect with Adam, uh, it may have been perfect, but it wasn't the intention of God for us to stay there. Otherwise, what's the point of Christ? The goal was always life in Christ. It was never, God's primary goal was never Adam and Eve's obedience. The goal of God has always been life in Christ. And if you don't get that, and unfortunately, a huge majority in Christianity don't, if you don't understand that as uh, the foundational belief, everything else gets skewed and uh, everything else becomes Christ as a plan B, even though they say he's plan A, it, it never works out that way. So what we are privileged to experience is not just the exposure of over-the-top fraud and hopefully to be able to take it out or at least do a reset on that and uh, flush all those systems out. But uh, we're see, we've seen the exposure of science, medicine, politics, religion, business, media, all the frauds, all the uh, self-denial, the folks that, you know, degree, one thing it's shown me, I mean, this is not new, but 10 years onward, you know, you just see that degrees are meaningless. Now, certainly you need one to get a job and work, but as far as providing authority, or a level of credibility, totally worthless. Because, or at least you better examine who you're list, who you treat, uh, or who you've extended credibility to and authenticity to. Because we have seen PhDs who believe a degree and a half will melt a polar cap. Uh, we've seen doctors who spent eight to ten years in med school who believe a mask will prevent something or won't something, you know, know, regardless of what science says, regardless of what the physics of the size of some viral molecule and an ability of a mask to stop it or not, you know, all that goes out the window. Politics, again, I've touched on it already, where a significant portion of Christianity votes for people who enable everything they say they're against. Business, the fraud, just the fraud and those who support, you know, uh, both sides of the fence. So they, it just doesn't matter. They're, they preach ethics, but it doesn't matter in the long run because they're supporting both parties in order to get something out of it. And then what has been the greatest gift in all this is the media I mean, obviously, I wasn't listening to uh, any of the mainstream stuff, but even Fox, I mean, about a year ago, you start to notice, like, what is this? I mean, something's changed here. And then as we got even closer and closer to the election, then finally we get to election week, and we're like, oh, my goodness, I cannot believe the people that I thought, even in the swill, the ones or twos that I thought were legit are in it as well. Now, I hope, you know, I hope they will 
cut their losses and jump. And I mean, just think about this. If I guarantee you there's a million patriots out there who would pledge a million, uh, $1 a month to support a newscast from folks per month, $1 a month. And you know, that's a, that's a lot of money. I guarantee you these guys aren't seeing that. And uh, so hopefully we see a whole sea change in how our media is delivered to us and how we pay for it a la carte. That would just be a wonderful uh, outcome from all this. We've seen the exposure. I don't know if you've heard about Hammer and Scorecard, but it's out there. You need to Google it and how the votes were, were manipulated uh, by a system that came in through as a tool to fight terrorism and originally. And of course, folks got in and started using it to uh, overturn elections overseas, which is wrong. Uh, we shouldn't be involved in that. There's got to be a better way. And then that started being used internally to uh, change elections so uh, or attempt to. So hopefully we get to see all of that come out into the light of day. There's so much more. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, you're hearing it elsewhere. You know, I'm certainly keeping an eye on all of what we're seeing relative to Dana Coverstone's dreams. We're certainly seeing the over, you know, the clockwise and now the finger going counterclockwise. Uh, whatever you believe about whether the, the dreams were legit or not, I don't know that. I mean, he, he would have to be, the dude has got to be wiser than he presents for his dreams to be that detailed and specific and the intricacy of the wisdom that his subconscious could put together something that would paint a picture three months in advance that, oh yes, one candidate will take the lead and then the other will overturn it and blah, you know, all that kind of detail, along with all the other imagery that he gave to us of you know what looks like civil war and i don't i don't know that most parts of the country will see conflict but we can guarantee that there's going to be conflict in some uh, major areas of the country i mean certainly no surprise dc would be a terrible place to be when uh, it all goes down so but the rest of the intricacy of his of his dreams are what's what I'm paying attention to, especially the one where he talks about uh, Hillary has Trump with a knife by his neck and he gets out of it and she gets caught in a trap. And, you know, then something happens to Biden and Harris and all that stuff. And after that is where we see a lot of hardship come upon us. And I'm watching all this play out and I'm just wondering if this is the trap we're seeing that was set. So we'll see. We'll see. See you later.